Welcome to Contextless, the podcast where America's future is TBD, to be determined. Um, my guest today is someone who I consider to be someone with taste, a really all-around amazing human being. Their fashion, whether it's fashion, like or makeup 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 looks whether it's halloween or 24 7 and us and they're a talented as photographer her her photography work always leaves me amazed and is very nice to see it's all complimentary it's all very good and they are a bad a bad bitch a bad bitch a tiktok queen TikTok queen. I don't like TikTok, but for this person, I like TikTok for them. And so, welcome to the podcast, uh, my friend, Bella. Hi, guys. So excited to be here. My first podcast. I'm stoked. I would only do it for Fern. I would only do it for you, Fern. <laughs> and you're the only Bella I would have on here. Bella Hadid, I'm sorry. Too late. Bella Swan, sorry, girl. I mean, I wouldn't have her on anyway, but okay, go off. Okay. <laughs> she can stay in Forks, okay? I don't need her. She's too busy. Reina Esme probably ate her already or something. She's too busy loving others. Exactly, exactly. And so, obviously, this is going to... I think this is a weird time, because obviously we're, we're recording this two days after the United States presidential election. And I think... It's a weird time to be doing anything, uh-huh. let alone recording a podcast episode. I feel like I feel like we should have had election day as a holiday off, but I would I would extend that to like the whole week. <laughs> like we yeah. need a whole week off from like work and everything. Like you know, we have like mental health day. Like we need like election day, like election mental health, like awareness, like where we just like don't do anything. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I've been watching the election results, like, all from various, like, news sources. But on CNN, the ti- the program's title, it's called Election Night in America. And I'm like, sis, it's election days. <laughs> it's not yeah. one election night. Like, we're, we're, day- we're, hour- we're days later into it. Yeah, we're literally, like, in limbo. Like, all my teachers were, like, they didn't give us any assignments to do this week. And I was just like, wow, like, we get a week to chill. And then, like, I remember, I was like, oh, it's because of fucking election. But, like, I really appreciate that, like, the teachers were doing that because I keep checking my phone. I'm, I keep, like, Googling. I'm, like, who's winning now? Like, who's winning now? Like, oh, and I'm just, like, so nervous. Like, the fact that, like, and then you go on Instagram, it's, like, you can't escape it. And the fact that some people are, like, like I don't know if you saw this, like, a statistic. It was, like, 52% of white women voted for Trump in 2016. And now it's at this year they vote. It was 55%. Like, what? Like, you support this man? Like, it's, like, unbelievable to me. It is. Like, the Beckys and the Karens really, like, showed up for this man. Uh, and I just feel like it's all... It's not It's not that, for example, I, I think it's... I'm going to get philosophical. But I don't think it's just that racism is bad, homophobia is bad, transphobia is bad, all that. Obviously, all those are bad. But I think it's more of, like his supporters are voting for their own interests rather than for the sake of the collective. And I feel like that's what leads 
to his like popularity because he gives an excuse to people to be selfish because because yeah. bro not to like cite the constitution or the declaration or whatever but it says we the people not i the people you know i heard someone say that something like that earlier today so i just think it's just selfishness you know it's like we have a social contract or something my biggest issue with with him being a president obviously is like all those other things like matter too but like i just can't get behind the idea like that we're, we voted someone in who has no political experience like that really irritates me because i just don't understand how we expect someone who's like that's like me being a president like i don't fucking know anything about politics like he doesn't know anything about politics yeah he's a great businessman but like let's keep him like this is like my biggest pet peeve it's like i don't know if you ever watched game did you ever watch game of thrones yes i did and that oh. sad ass tragic pathetic excuse of the last finale. season awful guys awful awful um, but what I hate is when, like, celebrities try to come into different realms. Like, re- like remember Ed Sheeran was yes. in Game of Thrones? That's what it reminds me of the presidential election. Like, okay, now I'm going to be, like, a fucking politician. Like, no, stay in your lane. You do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, that really, really fucking bothers me. Even though Kid Cudi was really good in Yahoo Yah. We're about to get into that gig soon enough. Yeah. But, yeah, for the whole Ed Sheeran thing, I, I realized you were going to, use that reference and i was just like just because ed sheeran looks like a troll doesn't mean he should be in game of thrones okay he's not an actor like stop like it's like i love rihanna guys don't bash me like i love rihanna she's my queen mm-hmm. but why is she in movies do you remember she was like in full like some like army movie mm-hmm. something oh, some navy yeah. movie or something but yeah, then she was in like, oceans 13 i believe it was yes like like girl like no like just give us the album her. yeah give us the album i love but then then me saying that also contradicts because like she ventured into makeup but that like makes sense for her yes like, acting to me like i don't like people are, are like talented like who want to be actors like let's use people who we don't know like don't use like musicians like it doesn't work <laughs> exactly exactly that's a that's a good uh analogy and example to use and it's the whole thing of like oh he's not like other politicians so we'll get like something new i'm like that doesn't that doesn't make sense. That's not logical. That doesn't at make all, sense. It's not logical at all. Like he's a fucking moron. Yeah, and like, not to bring Miss Hillary into this, but like she was undeniably one of the most quote unquote qualified people. Yeah, but then the misogyny jumped out, sis, in the polls, and so she lost. And just misogyny won that election i feel like even though obviously like how are we feel about her is whatever but i just feel like that really just showed like this is who we are as america this is who we, we are this is how this is this is who we have been forever america has never been great in my opinion and the, it's people are great some of its people but it itself and what it stands for this is exactly what it has been since exactly. its inception like, you know, Obama, like when obama was president we literally took so many steps forward to get a black president and like i knew when hillary ran like i love i support women but like i knew she wasn't going to win because america is not ready for that mm-hmm. america's not ready for a woman and it's so sad to say that but it's it's true america's not ready for a woman president it's disgusting but whatever. exactly and i just feel like same thing with not the same thing but similar thing with the bernie sanders uh with his candidacy i felt like i supported his ideas and i believe that he's working towards making america more progressive and accessible to everyone but i just knew the democratic establishment was not gonna let him 
get their get the nomination. I love Bernie, but like, I think his views were like a little too like, like I support everything he wants to do, but like no one's gonna like him saying like we're gonna get rid of like tuition, like like babe, like I love you, but like that's not gonna happen. Like realistically, like we know it's not gonna happen. So it's just like he's promising you all that, but it's just like we know it's not gonna happen. Like you know, it's it's too much of a reach. Like you have to like like president stuff. Like that sounds stupid, but like things in politics like i feel like they have to move like they have to move slowly like that's too much of a like a jump exactly you know I mean? exactly and i agree with you and that's the that reminds me of the whole notion of like oh biden and trump are both horrible choices and da, da, da. and i feel like yeah they're not gonna like like for example biden he's not gonna like solve everything because yeah. of his politics he's very much like neutral some people would say he's like more of a republican than a democrat some people would say that and i just feel like change does not happen like radical change does not happen overnight it's it's a long game you know and people just need to have the patience for it you know and it's not a matter of settling we should never settle but like compromising is part of politics i feel like and also people say versus biden like i'm not gonna vote for either like they both suck okay but like i feel like you have to realize like who's easier to like control like in a sense like who's gonna like do more things for the people like i feel like biden like trump like does whatever the fuck he wants like mm-hmm. look at coronavirus like other other like places have it like controlled and like london and like paris like they're going to a second lockdown like like it's just like like it's just insane that like we have someone that's just like we can do like it doesn't exist and then he got it like like biden like is not like that like he is still a bad person like not a bad person but like he's not the best person that we want mm-hmm. but like the lesser of two evils exactly like, we have we have to be like we have to like i know people who like voted like my cousin is in the military she voted for like green party and i'm like you're fucking stupid like you just wasted a vote you she's like well fuck biden fuck trump i'm like okay it doesn't matter you literally just wasted the vote like I don't know, and that shocked me because she's in the military. I'm like, you think that like that she would like I don't know, not do that, but I guess that was her choice. Exactly, because I have some friends who were like, oh, we should have a third party. Da, 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 da. I'm like, we should have a lot of things, sis, but that's yeah. not what we have right now. And I just feel like the whole lesser of two evils thing is, um, like some people say, oh, I'd rather not vote at all than vote for either of them. And I'm just saying. Who are, who are you saying that for? Like your followers? Who are you saying that for? I don't know. Everyone's entitled to do with what they want with their vote. But at the same time, it's like they are not the same. You know? It's also just hard because like, I feel like people who say that sometimes are not, they're not African-American. They're not Hispanic. Like they're just like white or like white passing. So it's just like they don't really have to deal with like things that happen. Like I will never know like because I'm not African-American. Like how hard it is for how it how hard it is for them in this country but like i feel like people who are just like who cares like they're just like people who are like they can like pass almost like they're other white and they're just like well that doesn't affect me so like who cares exactly and that goes back to my whole thing about like selfishness earlier and also just whenever someone says like oh i'm not into politics or like i don't like to get political i'm like sis all of our existences are political you know what I mean? Like, we don't have that choice. Ha- ha- saying that you're neutral or whatever is, like, a privilege. And then also, it means that you're aware of what's going on. 
and you know how bad it is that you choose to remove yourself from it or you are you or you make yourself think that you're removed from it even though you are in it yeah i will be honest with you though i i did I, i'll be honest i used to be one of those people mm. and i used to feel like oh, i'm not into politics like i'm neutral but like i feel like in the past year like i don't know being at sfc and realizing how like liberal everyone is and just like i realized that i need to care and be a part of it mm-hmm. but i i just i don't know I, like in the past i never felt like i never felt the urgency to vote mm-hmm. like, you know what i mean i know that sounds like it might sound like dumb after everything i said but like i'll admit it like yeah you know yeah and like i'm people don't understand that like people are allowed to grow and like change your opinions i feel like that's something that we get lost a lot in terms of like what how everyone should be whether it be like specifically in politics like we should all be like vocal and stuff but at the same time everyone is at their own pace so like shout out to you and also you just mentioned that like you kind of got your new sense of voting through s of state for the listeners who are listening, SF State is where Bella and I met through mutual friends, a mutual friend, uh, and who we love. And who's also named Fern, guys. Who's also named Fernando, if you can believe it or not. Because that's exactly what this world needs more than one Fernando. We need. Yeah, honestly. Honestly, we do. She's the sweetest person. That, she's the sweetest people I've ever met, which is, I guys, I'm a Taurus. I usually don't like anyone. So the fact that I liked to- the fact that I like both ferns, I was like, okay. Exactly. It's like a two-for-one deal. Um, okay, speaking of Tauruses, I'm a Capricorn. How do you feel about Capricorns? Um, I, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know a lot of Capricorns, but my sister's a Capricorn. Mm. I love my sister, so, I mean, it makes sense that we get along. But, yeah, I don't really know a lot of Capricorns, to be honest. Like, my best friend's a Scorpio, and, like, they get a bad rep. But, like, mm-hmm. you just gotta, like, you just gotta get to know a Scorpio, and they're, like, sweethearts. Mm-hmm. But, like, if they don't like you, they can be, like, come across come across as bitches. Mm-hmm. But I feel, I feel that way about Tauruses, too. Because I just, like, people think I'm, like, I'm really shy. And, like, people think that, like, that's just me being mean and I don't like them. But it's just, like, no, I'm just, like, awkward and I'm, like, I'm shy. It has nothing to do with you. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And I, f- I, f- I believe, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Lord is a Scorpio. I believe, yeah. I believe yeah. she is. I don't know. Fun fact. But yeah, because I'm a Capricorn, and whenever I see like astrology posts on social media, to me Capricorns are like rarely ever on it. Like we're always forgotten. I feel like I don't know the ones I've seen. It's usually like Taurus, Leos, Gemini's. I don't know. I think there's a bias. I don't know. I feel like we're just yeah. I just feel like because maybe because we're at the end of the year slash beginning of the year, everyone's just like oh okay. But yeah, I don't know. Capricorns, cool. Yeah, I was like I love my sister. I'm like oh I like Capricorns. Capricorns are very very logical <laughs> i th- i like to think we are or like we at least i think i have to be because there's so much shit going on in my head every day that i have to be like very direct and stuff but yeah my sister is also a taurus so i'm like oh, oh. and i like my sister so we have that in common yeah oh, wow. Both of us, that's, that's tripping. Oh, wow. yeah fun fact and so that's the state we're now what like eight months into sheltering in place and now you're back in San Diego. Yes, sadly. Even though, guys, SF, SF, San Diego is a great place to live. I love it here. I'm not going to complain. It's sunny, but like, 
I felt like an SF, like I had my own life. I was independent finally, had my own apartment, like made my own group of friends. I like, I feel like all my friends that I have here, and even then I don't have a lot of friends. Like it's all people I met through high school. Mm -hmm. I almost feel like, like they expect things from me. Like, like the old, like the old me. Mm -hmm. The the San Diego Bella is different from the San Francisco Bella. Mm -hmm. Like when I moved moved to SF, I was like, I'm going to make friends. I'm going to be outgoing, like blah, 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 blah. Like that's the only reason why I met you because I met Fern. Like, I, like, and his roommate, Noah, who's my other best friend, like, I went up to him, like, Noah didn't even talk to me, like, I was like, hey, like, blah, blah, like, you guys want to go out for a drink, like, I was, like, persistent, like, let's hang out, like, me, that w- I would never have done that here, like, that's not who I am, like, I'm not a very introverted person. Exactly, exactly, because I'm from the Bay Area, and where I grew up, uh, it's very much... In high school, I was very much like kept my, kept to myself. Like no one look at me. Uh, I had like a close knit, a close tight group of friends. And so once I like started going to SF State, even though I was still living in my hometown, I felt like it was such an escape for me to have this other world where I could like be social and whatnot, and kind of like not be who I felt like everyone in my like past thought I was even though I wasn't that kind of thing so I relate to what you're saying and I miss I miss our bar hopping nights I know we had so like guys we had so many fun nights like oh like just like being with like I never have like here like I love my friends but like I don't I don't have that many friends here like SF I had like what like five even then I still not a lot of friends but like I was just I wasn't used to going out to bars and like big groups so I was just like, it's just so exciting and like exploring. And I like, I was so like, when I met you, I was like so happy that like you also like, we like the same things. And like, um, you're like from SF. So you're like, like if you're from like SF in a sense, cause you're not in SF, you know? Mm-hmm. So you like know stuff too. Like, oh, we should go here, we should go there. Like, I think it's cool. Like when you meet a lo- like a local quote unquote, and then like they can like guide you too. And like. I know we went to go see I think it was the season premiere of RuPaul's Drag Race at a at a at a gay bar in the Castro in San Francisco and no we only went that first time I it was a really good time it was packed though yes it was everything you guys would expect like RuPaul's Drag Race in the Castro living I was living my gay fantasy exactly every night that's what we got to do and I also feel like being in San Francisco, it just gave it gave us like a sense of like adventure inherently because it's such a big city, you know what I mean? And yeah, and so I was just like, I'm happy, I'm happy to have been that <laughs> that local guide for you because I'm like any day, shout out to you any day, and yeah. But I just feel like given how far that was, what again, like what eight months ago, I just feel like. Again, even though I couldn't look bleak, I'm still optimistic, you know? I've I've been telling a lot of my friends that we're like, yeah, we haven't seen each other in person in X amount of time, but, like, I'm confident that we're going to, like, all see each other one day. Um, side note, you're not just my local guy. Like, you're also my friend. Like, I, I know, just, I like, know, yeah. I was like, I don't want people to think that, like, I just hung out with you because you know it's false. Like, that's not how I meant it. But, um, I, I like what you were saying earlier, like, I always feel like we'll have, any, anyone I met in SF, I feel like we'll always have that bond. Mm-hmm. Like, we just went through something together, like, I don't know, it's just like, we just went there together, and, like, no one will understand because they weren't there. Exactly. Oh, I just remembered, 
another memory we have is that we both like separately, but we still went to the to the FKA Twigs concert oh in my Oakland. We saw each other at the at bar the at the bar underground platform. Oh, yeah. That was so oh guys, go listen to her album, FK Twigs. We love you, CD. Magdalene, the album, come oh, on, one of the best from last so year. Good. Um the pole dancing. The pole dancing was the best part of the entire concert. Like after that I was like, I wanna come because remember she was playing two nights? Yeah. I was like, I wanna come see her again solely for the pole dancing. Pole dancing, FK Twigs, because I feel like you knew going into that show that you we were gonna she was gonna give us yes. pole dancing, um, you know, absolutely. and so I'm happy to have seen it. And there was sword dancing, no? Oh yes, it was so good. Like, dude, I, that's what I love about FK Twigs. That like, I don't know if you follow her on Instagram, you probably do. Um, you she like you see her posting about like this all the sword stuff like mm. leading up to this like she that like that woman like if she's gonna do something like I don't know what her sign is. She like goes all the way. Like she's like, I'm gonna take the lessons because she like took the pole dancing lessons, the sword lessons, and then like kind of the karate like stuff when she like flips. Like she took lessons for all that for like a couple like months. Like I don't know. I, I like that commitment from her. I like that from her as an artist. Exactly, and I I do follow her on Instagram, and I completely agree with what you're saying. She went. She studied it for like months, or like I want to yeah. say even like over a year or something. Because yeah. between uh-huh. her first album and this being her second album there was a long like time oh, like girl, difference in between it but miss lp1 kept us kept us fed oh, that's, that's like one of my favorite albums and that ep i think it's melissa right oh the um the one in the middle between both of the albums yeah yeah the one where like it's uh, her face yeah yeah um with the hand that's a that's an ant for me like i like it but not enough Okay, I like it for what it is. It's I like I like the songs there, uh. But yeah, sword dancing, FK Twigs. And I just felt like when I saw you guys at the Bart station, it was you, Noah, and then one of your guys' mutual friends. And I was just like, I was the guy Noah was dating at the time, who was a freaking asshole guy. <laughs> you were dating him? No, Noah was. Oh, okay. Cause I remember, I, I remember he said something like. Oh, he went to the Robin concert, something like that. And I was just like, oh, I like this guy because he went to the Robin concert. But, oops, sorry to hear that. Yeah, no, um, we don't like that guy. Okay, okay. We won't say who he is, but. R.I.P. No need. <laughs> Rip. Yeah, no R.I.P. But yeah, FK Twigs is amazing. And, like, concerts, bruh. Concerts. What Was that your last that concert? Was my last concert. That was literally, guys, that was literally my last concert. Also, my only, I only went twice to Oakland, never got to experience it, like, only went to Berkeley once, like, I was so sad, like, I wanted to explore Oakland, like, I, I only went once, like, like, I had, I had a date with someone, and it was, like, whack, but, <laughs> and then that concert, but, I mean, it doesn't really count, because I didn't stay or anything. Exactly, but I would say FK Twigs is, like, a good last show to see, you know? Yeah. It's not, like... That's gonna be your last concert ever, but just like you know, to be like, hey, I got to see her yeah. before all of this went down. That's a good thing to say. And my last concert, I think, are you? Do you know who Caroline Polacek is? Mm, I'd have to look her up. She was in Chairlift. Do you know Chairlift? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was uh, part of that duo, and she released her solo album, her solo debut album last oh my God, year. Yes, I like her. I just looked it up. I I love her. I love the um so hot when you're hurt so hot you're hurting my feelings. Uh-huh. 
Bro, that song was is that song lives rent free in my head. Bro, she's doing the choreo right now. But I've been trying to learn that choreo. I don't know how to do it because she's just like. Uh, my favorite move is where she goes like, is it something like this and then boop and then. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I I'll admit I haven't listened to the whole album, but like that one song like really does it for me. It really like, is. Whoever did the the album like photo artwork is like a genius. Like I love the artwork for that too. Me too. Me too. The album cover is her climbing some type of ladder with like a green background and like, like a, a pirate vibe. Like she's like a pirate. Yeah, she's dressed like in some like armor esque like thing. It's very good. It's one of my favorite albums from last year. But yeah, I saw her in late January at the Independent in San Francisco and it was like I went some I ran into some friends so it was like a cool little it was like it was one of those shows where it's like all the crowd was like gays and like with the gays were just having a good time FK Twigs also yeah I just yeah I remember FK Twigs started her concert by doing that like what five to ten minute tap dance thing do you remember Oh wow, she she was she was just tap dancing with like a mask on, I believe, for like five minutes at the start, and I just remember it because all the gays around me were just like yes, yeah, yeah, even though in that crowd. even though she was silent and just tap dancing for five <laughs> to ten minutes, everyone was like yes. But, but that's the excitement, like that's the best part, like those first five minutes where like the person comes out and you're like. I can't believe I'm seeing them live. Like I've seen her once at FK Twigs. I mean, at FK Twigs. I've seen her once at FYF, and like I literally was like so high that I cried because I was just like, oh, "This is so beautiful." Was that, was that FYF 2017? I don't know. It was. It was FYF. It was. F- the main reason I went was it was the Kanye West year where Frank Ocean was supposed to be there, but then he canceled. Oh, because I'm talking about the one where I think Frank Ocean headlined, and then also, like, Bjork and stuff. I was referring to the FYF 2017, just because, like, that was the one where Kanye West, um, not Kanye West, Frank Ocean headlined, but also, like, Bjork and a bunch of other people. And, like, that was the one where I was, like, dead ass is, like, the most iconic, um... Festival lineup I've ever seen. I think Mitski was even on it too. It was just a good year for that one. The Frank Ocean was like the Frank Ocean FYF was the last one of the um, festivals we went out to. That was the next year too. Like it was like Janet Jackson, like random people, and like no one cared. Like they literally didn't sell enough tickets, so they had to cancel the festival. It was really embarrassing. I remember, I remember that that was the last one because each year then. The lineup was like what, and then like it would always not happen. Yeah, really bad. And then, okay, now we're gonna get into like the discussion of like what we came here to do, Bella. You already know we're gonna we're gonna pull out our Luca Guadagnino stand cards right now and check in. (laughs) Okay, so for people who aren't familiar. Luca Guadagnino is an Italian director, movie director, writer, and whatnot, and the king of like yearning. I consider him to be because all his like, for example, he directed *Call Me by Your Name*, and now he directed and wrote on the HBO series *We Are Who We Are*. And for me, they both 
do an excellent job of capturing what it means to yearn, you know, specifically gay yearning or like queer yearning where it's where where it's like we want what we it's where it's where like it captures it depicts queer people wanting something that they know they shouldn't want to have because of society right but also because they're afraid to like take the risk you know for all those who don't know i'm a timothy chalamet stan he is my background on my phone i have a car freshener in my car with his face on it beautiful man but side note um yeah i never thought of the show being yearning i, I like that i never thought of that um i love the show because i feel like he's so good at capturing what it feel what it means to be like like capturing just like youth like the new generation of kids now like i'm not even in that bracket anymore of like kids who are like i'm gender fluid like mm-hmm. i don't have a label like i can like guys and girls like i can do whatever i want like i feel like that's very like now it's going to be portrayed in media because i feel like it wasn't like that before and like i like i like i like that and i also love not oh i'm getting like too excited here i need to chill <laughs> uh i think it's cool that he did like a military perspective like someone like a like a kid who like changes all the time like from military bases um i thought that was really interesting i feel like you never see that in like tv shows or movies either mm-hmm. yeah because the premise of the show is that it's about teenagers who live in a military base in italy uh and i really agree with what you're saying about the whole like how he captures youth the youth of today because there's not even though there's there are queer plots in this show there's never a moment where it's like, oh, they're gay. Oh, they're like specifically one thing. Like as if that doesn't matter. As if the label itself isn't needed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like if you think about like, like um, another show I love on HBO, Euphoria. Like also like with, if you guys haven't seen Euphoria, there's a character called Jules. I have seen Euphoria. No, I know. But I'm yeah, sorry, but okay. I'm, for tho- like, for those who haven't. I'm like, girl, I know you've seen. I was like, we both like all the same shows. Like, <laughs> okay. Know Euphoria, we know. But- but Jules, a little background, she's a, a trans woman. And I always feel like in TV shows, we always see, like, the guy who wants to be a girl, and then we and we are who we are. It's, like, the girl wanting to be a, a guy. And mm-hmm. I feel like we don't really get to see that, which is, like, really interesting. Um, but, yeah, the, the cast is great, guys. It's also, I don't know if people know, Martin Scorsese's daughter, her, like, acting debut, hello, like, casually, like, Martin Scorsese's my dad, like, geez. Um, Chloe Sevigny, Jack Dylan Grazer, um, Kid Cudi. Kid like, Cudi. Hello, Kid Cudi, guys. Chloe Sevigny? A queen. My queen. My other queen also. My mother. She birthed me. Yes. Yes. 100%. Exactly. Um, who else is in, who else did we like in that? Um, I don't know the, I don't know the names of like the moms in the show. Like for example, Chloe Sevigny's wife. And Kid Cudi's wife. I don't know their names, but they're both really good in the show. Really yeah. good. Bro, how do we feel about Jonathan in the show? Um, I like Jonathan. I just wanted something to happen between them, really. <laughs> like, it's kind of like, he's kind of old. It's kind of maybe too a little rapey, but um, I really like Jonathan. Like, I, that whole entire season, it just ended, by the way, guys. That whole entire season, I, like, was trying to figure him out. And, like, I couldn't tell if he liked guys and girls, but, like, I guess maybe that's the whole point of the show is that you don't know. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I also feel like it's 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 also because he's, like, European, and everything, all the 
people over there are more open and like chill like calling back to call me by your name even though uh timothy chalamet's character and his family were americans in italy his dad very much had like a european point of view he was literally like dude if you want to if you want to take some dick figure it out you know (laughs) he was like go do it Uh, so it's very open-minded thinking and i think that explains why jonathan you couldn't tell or whatnot but bruh that scene in his apartment with that one girl and they were like in their chonies yes i thought that was like oh my god is it finally gonna happen but i knew it wasn't gonna happen because um frazier he's not ready he's just like he's still like he's like discovering like what he wants and like his own body like i feel like he wasn't ready like to hook up with someone like he just wanted to like be loved like a father almost like like when he was hugging him like when they weren't like they were like kind of grinding on each other but like he didn't want to do that he just wanted to like hug him like 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 he just wanted like a male like a male's like a male like in his life exactly exactly and like i rewatched that scene for two <laughs> to for two re- for two reasons because jonathan was in his underwear shirtless and because they played a radiohead song during yeah, it it called it was called house of cards and i really like it i really like it but yeah that scene i completely agree with what you're saying because as soon as he got that like he literally he was in between a guy and a girl and like they were like naked for like on each other like but frazier was still dressed and frazier just like stopped and like hugged jonathan like hugged him embraced him and then after that he like left and but like now that we saw how the season ends spoiler alert guys spoiler alert oh no perhaps he ran away because like it wasn't caitlin you know I think about it. maybe i, just, I, I don't know I, I, I thought he just ran away because he just wasn't ready like he just wasn't like he realized yeah i like you but like i'm not i don't know everything about myself yet enough to give myself to someone else exactly because we forget bro he's like what 14 15 in the yeah, show he's really like yeah he's like really young in the show um i also want to like I want to, like, say also, like, the both, like, Call Me By Your Name and um, We Are Who We Are. Such great soundtracks. Such the, what's it called? The the visuals of cinematography mm-hmm. is so, like, like, you can, I, even before knowing that this was filmed by the same director, you can kind of tell it's him. I don't know if you noticed in the, like, do you notice, like, those those tones he uses? Like, yeah. Like, little, like. Like almost like little like no one's singing it's just like sounds mm-hmm. like he did the same thing call me by your name like even in the intro to the move to the movie you hear those same sounds exactly and even with like each episode of we are who we are has those like uh captions right where like it's an intricate design and yeah, i feel like, like that very much calls back to call me by your name where it's like it's very like whimsical and like i like how the cinema cinematography and the soundtrack like they're so expansive you know like it could be seen it could be like a long shot of like them at the beach or like at the base and yet nothing no one is talking right but then the atmosphere tells you everything you need to know through the like uh, footage and the music and then going off of you saying whimsical i feel like i don't know if you noticed do you ever notice like in his call me by your name and we are who we are we kind of don't know the time period like we kind of like kind of do kind of don't because like you get like little references like trump mm-hmm. and then in, like and then in call me by your name it's supposed to be kind of like the 80s but i kind of like it's kind of like aloof in my opinion like even though i just said we kind of do get, get clues i feel like that's what makes it like whimsical almost in a sense 
Yeah, I get what. Yeah, I get what you mean because, like, in the in We Are Who We Are, they show um, election night, 2016. They show the election night where like Trump got elected, and then I understand what you're saying that like the time differentiation is aloof, and I think that's intentional because like it because the time period does matter, but at the same time it doesn't. And I feel like Luca does that because these stories are like universal and could have happened at any mm-hmm. point in time, you know? Yeah, and if you if you didn't have like those clues, you wouldn't like if we never saw in one scene Kid Cudi like gets in the mail, he gets like a Make America Great Again hat. If that never happened or like they never showed the election, you never would have known that that was during that time. Because everyone's like not really like dressed like in a certain era. Like everyone's just like what, it, like. I don't know. It's just like doesn't really matter. Um, I don't know if you noticed too. I, I love that Luca is like very like exploratory and like his filming and like his cinematography. Did you notice in like the last two episodes how like it was just screenshots like if someone's taking a photo? Yes, yes, I, I love that. So I love yeah. that. I think I think I don't know. I'm pretty sure because I'm pretty sure that was like popularized like in the past, like in the '60s or something like that. I don't know which director made that, but. I just love that he did it. it. What it was basically is just how you described it. it. Was like it was in the middle of a scene, and all of a sudden the 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 it's like ca- frozen. It would be frozen, like as if someone pushed pause, but then you would still hear like the sounds in the background continue. That's like a little screenshot or something. But yeah, I love that so yeah. much. Like as a, as as a photographer and someone who loves photography, like that's like what I strive for is like to shoot like to like those in those moments in time that will never happen ever again like it's just like like just like a screenshot like that's you know like a moment in time that will never happen again unless you have that photo exactly and i feel like with those screenshots not only are they like nice to look at but it's a reminder to like hey like pause even though while you're in this like narrative right and just like hey take a little pause boop but yeah that season finale which aired this past monday I love I love how they probably did this intentionally but they the season finale aired before the election the night before the election I didn't know that because it was Monday you know and then the election was Tuesday I feel like they they could how could they not have like planned that you know but yeah that season finale so amazing spoilers alert obviously obviously spoiler alert spoiler alert but because I don't know, because I don't know, if you, did you see what Tyler, Tyler, the creator, said about it? Yes, I saw the comment of those. I also, real quick, I love that for the finale, we got, finally got off the base and we're somewhere new. And that was obviously intentional, too. Exactly. And yeah, and I love how for the final episode, we were just, like, there were no other characters other than Caitlin and Fraser. That's who we started with in the beginning, who, like, whose stories we've been following. Yeah, like to get all deep with it, because obviously we see the other cast all throughout the episodes, and like, in the first two episodes, like the first episode was through Phaser, like his first days on the base through his eyes, and then the second episode was like Caitlyn, uh, and through her eyes that time period also, and I just feel like they started out separately, you know, but then they ended together. It ended with them like, in the middle of like the night or like after going to a blood orange concert which i mean Hi. hello which that i mean so iconic 
so iconic. And Blood Orange, for people who don't know, he worked on the like soundtracking and arrangement of Call Me By Your Name. He did like a score to it, something to that effect. And he was really good. He and he like made a cameo in the final episode where like he a big cameo guys. Big like, cameo. We literally, like we literally got to go to a free Blood Orange concert. Like I was I was Instagramming like message on through Fern and I was like telling him like yeah dude like I feel like it made me miss concerts and I was just like wow we literally got a free concert like you never see shows like I don't know like I thought it was so cool exactly because usually when there's like an artist on a show it's usually just to be like cheesy or whatnot but whereas this it felt natural it felt like they were literally going to a concert that would be realistic and that they would travel as far as they did to go see it like it felt something that any fan of him would do that was so and and you like it makes sense like you're saying because the entire throughout the entire episodes guys they keep listening to time will tell by blood orange and it's just like it just made sense like that's such a good way to put it like it all just it all made sense and like also want to highlight the fashion in the show what frazier wears and stuff I think is really cool too like he's wearing like a lot of Ralph Simmons a lot of like very expensive pieces mm-hmm. but like I don't know if you remember on the episode like he's like I don't shop fast fashion do you remember that part I think so yeah when they're on the boat I wish I knew the quote but I really like that quote he's like oh I can't never mind I can't remember he says something like in the last episode that Tyler the creator also like mentioned it was like it's the irregular irregularity of the essence or something like that where it's like it's inherently weird or something by a fast fashion he was like no and i follow i uh, i follow some people on twitter who like the show also and they would always retweet this account that like tweets out how the co- the prices of each of oh, i love that his outfits and bruh so he expensive uh, you already you already know he uses chloe sevigny's credit card yeah when when he said that about the when he said that about um when he said that about the concert tickets, how he's like, oh, I took my mom's credit card. I'm like, oh, this makes sense how he buys all his clothes because he's just taking his mom's credit card and, and like, his mom doesn't want to like, want to deal with it in a sense. Exactly. Very interesting. Hey, that... dynamic. We won't, give, we won't give too much away, even though we kind of all gave it away. Yeah, like, because I was going to point it out also, so I'm glad you did, but, like, it's not abusive. I mean, it it is at times, but not, like... It's, like, weird. It's, like, he just has, like, I think Frazier is just like a very like not disturbed but like he just like I don't know like he doesn't know he's like just going through so many things like he doesn't know who he is he doesn't have a father like that really affects like especially a boy I feel like like I don't know like he blames her for a lot of things Mm -hmm. so I I I think it is abusive but it's also just like he's gonna grow out that's just who he I don't know like just like just how he is (laughs) we are who we are (laughs) yeah we are who we are and like um I don't know, I really want to, like, just, even though, like, oh, can we talk about the finale? How they kissed? The kiss? They kissed. I Caitlin and Fraser kissed. I rewinded that, and I was like, I didn't know I needed that. Like, I was like, wait, this is, like, I never was, like, expecting them to kiss, like, and I didn't think anything of it when they did. I was like, wait, I kind of needed that. <laughs> I did, too. I did, too. Because, bruh, that was, like, a sneak, it was, like, a surprise ending. Because I feel yeah. like because... We all assume that Fraser is gay, right, or queer, and then we saw Caitlyn exploring the possibility of her being trans. So we, I just feel like our minds were automatically we jumped to the conclusion of like, 
Uh, oh, they can't be together because exactly sh she's currently still a girl and he's gay, right? But mm -hmm. I think at the end, none of that mattered. Like, it doesn't, like, you know, because they finally, like, acted on their feelings for each other, you know? Because it was just, yeah, I like think, it was a surprise, essentially, is what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, like, the, and, like, the whole season, people are like, are you guys dating, are you guys dating? And they're like, no, we're just, like, friends. Like, they don't care. But, like, I think it was just, like, it was a perfect, it was a perfect, that ending, I kept thinking, I feel like, you know a show is good when the ending makes you think about it? Like, I, I told this, like, I watched that, like, maybe, like, Sunday or, like, Monday, whatever, and whenever it came out. And I kept thinking about it after, and I always feel like that's, like, a really powerful thing when, like, a movie or a film makes you think about it if the ending was powerful enough. Like, I never thought about Game of Thrones again, because it fucking sucked. Period. Like, I literally never, like, I was like, oh, like, I don't even care. Yeah, like, I want my time back for watching that, bro. And, mm -hmm. yeah, I really agree with what you're saying about the ending, because it, it gave us, like, such the perfect closure. Like, it was, like, it just made, everything made sense. Like, it's as if the stars aligned and, like, all the co cogs and, like, puzzle pieces all, like, it was a finished portrait painting or whatever, you yeah. know? And I was, like, doing research. Like, I was, like, looking up, like, if there's going to be a season two. And I didn't know that the show is, like, a limited series. So that means that, like, when people say that, like, it's basically they're just going to do one season. Like, it's just a one-time show. Mm -hmm. But they said that about Big Little Lies, and Big Little Lies was three seasons. But right. I was about to bring up Big Little Lies, but yeah, go on. But even if even if they didn't make a season two or if they were, I feel like the way it ended, like, I got everything I needed from that. Like, I agreed with, I liked the ending, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I, in the, that same title of the creator comment, he also said, like, oh, I don't know if there's going to be another season, but, like, thanks oh, for yeah, this I or whatnot. And so I feel like they don't need a second season. And I feel like anyone, like, anyone who's watched it through the first time can rewatch it and still, like, catch new things, you know? Yeah, and I feel like it's perfect as it is. But you, we already know. If they do a second season, we're going to watch it. You already yeah, know. Exactly. You already know. Um, exactly. But also, I, I don't know who I was talking to about it. I think maybe it was, like, someone else who responded. Because, like, the reason why we started talking, like, we we're gonna, I was going to be on this podcast because I posted, like, an Instagram story of We Are Who We Are finale. And um, me and Fern were like, yeah, talking about it, we're going to do this podcast, whatever. And oh, I forgot. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying anymore. I'm like, what the fuck am I was just gonna say, uh, bring back to Big Little Lies. Did you remember? Yes, I remember. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. What I, was, what I was gonna say is, I love, please make a second season, but please make a Call Me By Your Name too. Like, I'm ready for that, Luca. Like, I'm ready for that. I, I wanna know. see, I wanna see Elio in New York City in the 90s or 80s just getting dicked down, honestly. <laughs> I want to see him finally get his peach eaten. <laughs> Army Hammer oh deprived God. the world of that, okay? Did you did you also sign up before we stop talking about who we are? Um, did you notice Army Hammer and Timothy Chalamet did an appearance? I saw tweets of that, but I didn't see them anywhere. Did you see them? I have to catch them like super fast. Like people, the only reason I saw it is because the counts were posting like like posted the clip. He literally like Timothy like just like walks by a fence and then Army Hammer is like like one of like the subway workers or like something at the base in that food court. Oh wow. Honestly, I don't I don't care for Army Hammer. Is that a controversial opinion? Oh gee, really? 
Yeah, because he just seems like a shitty person. You haven't seen anything? Like, he's very douchey. No, no, I know. I He, like, broke up with his wife and all that. But, like, I don't know. I really... I, I just... Like, I'm not saying anything about his character. I just think he's hot. Well, I'm saying something about his character. But he, <laughs> but yeah. he is hot, though. Uh, like, and he did what he had to do in Common By Your Name. And I can't take away that, you know? Yeah, that's the, that's the story. You know, that's not him. Exactly, exactly. I don't know. I just don't like straight white dudes, I guess, anymore. Unless he's Timothy Chalamet. But you know what? I'm biased. I'm biased. <laughs> but yeah, I was going to bring back to... I Because you mentioned Big Little Lies. And did you watch the second season? I watched all of it. Same, okay, same, yeah. same. And I personally hated the second season. Really? I liked... I, th- I thought that, like... So there's three, right? There's only been two right now. And they ha- there's no word so on the third. I remember I kept thinking there was three. Yeah, no, I liked it. I was, I thought, I thought they did a really good job at, like, I'm, I would, like, as a viewer, I thought, like, it made sense. Like, sometimes you watch second seasons, and it's just kind of, like, garbage, mm-hmm. but I really, I personally really liked it. Like, I liked the storyline, the plot, like, the, I thought, like, it, I don't know, it all made sense to me. Like, I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. I think it was, like, they can't, like, they did as good as they could following the season finale of the first season but for me i'll always treasure the first season of big little lies yeah, yeah. that to me to me that's one of the like what i consider to be like a perfect season yes. of television yes. did you did you think about the ending after or no i thought about that ending i kept thinking about it too i was like it was fucking bill Skarsgård. like that's his i don't know how to say his name it was him i was like mind blown mind blown bro i thought about the ending so long that I went out and got the book and read the book. There you go. That's a good sign that the show was. There you go. I'm Be- telling you, my theory's right. Yeah, because the first season, what it does so well, in my opinion, not a single character, whether they be like a primary character or like a secondary character, is wasted. Like, like all the shit talking, like neighbors, all yeah. complement the story, you know, and allude to it, and the dynamics of it worked so well. The contrasting personalities and stuff i always get emotional whenever i think of like the beginning of the first season of big little eyes when like they're at that cafe by the beach you know that iconic cafe and nicole kidman is like identifying with shaylin woodley and like i always get emotional because i'm like spoiler alert like nicole kidman's getting physically abused by her husband and like and then she just sees herself in shaylin woodley's character because she's a single mom who actually like had a bad experience with a man but it's doing the damn thing for a child you know so i always love that their relationship in the show yeah like along with you said like everything like i don't know if you ever did you ever see true blood i have not no okay well it's the true blood just a show about vampires and there was like six seasons but what i like about you're saying about big little lies like in true blood something would happen then the next season it didn't even fucking matter and you're like, okay, like it's like Game of Thrones again. Like Jon Snow was a Targaryen, didn't matter. Like, exactly. Or Arya was the faceless person, didn't matter. Like that really fucking irks me. Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck was the point of that then? That was stupid. Exactly. Yeah, There's I, no like correlation or anything. It's just like for the moment type of thing. Yeah. You probably like season one too, also because you, you think about it, it was just, it was supposed to end there. Exactly. It would have been, like, perfect to end that way because the ending was so good. It was all executed. Another limited series, like, Big Little Eyes is another limited series with an amazing soundtrack. That soundtrack? Such a good sound. I Shazam that every episode, like, a song. I would like a song. It was so good. Bro, they had had Cold Little Heart. 
River by Leon Bridges. River, bruh. River by Leon Bridges. I'll put my headphones, earphones on, play that shit, close my eyes, and I literally feel like I'm floating on water. I'm just like, oh. It's like, it puts you in your feels. It does. I feel clean after listening to that song. <laughs> like, that's how powerful it is. And I don't know, because um, obviously you're familiar with like TikTok and that TikTok that everyone's talking about of that one guy skateboarding to dreams by Fleetwood Mac. Yes. Mm-hmm. That reminded me of this scene in Fleet in season one of Big Little Lies where all the all like Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman, Shailen Woodley, they're all on like a party bus to go to like Disney on Ice or something like that for a birthday mm-hmm. party or something. And then these these are women with the exception of Shailen Woodley. Who I consider to be my white queens, right? And <laughs> I, like that, Woodley, dang. I, I don't know, I don't know. And then <laughs> she, uh, and it's a party bus full of like white women and their kids on their way to the party bus, right? And then all of a sudden, what song? What song starts playing? It's "Dreams" by Fleetwood Mac, <laughs> and then they all start singing to it, and I'm just like, this is peak. This is white excellence right now. And so, <laughs> and so that's what that's what reminded me of Dreams by Feeble Mac after I saw that TikTok like trend because I was just like why excellence why excellence it must be I haven't seen the show it's probably fresh in your mind than it is because I'm having a hard time remembering mm-hmm. I watched it like oh, what two years ago or something like that because it came yeah. out in 2017 but I, yeah. I was late to it but yeah but I can't hate as much as I do on the second season of Big Little Eyes you know why? Because they gave us Meryl Streep, bitch. They gave us Meryl fucking Streep, bitch. Dude, that cast of women, all they all like have such great chemistry. Like that all matters in the show. Like such power. They're all powerful people. Like Laura Dern, Reese Witherspoon. Like all very iconic women. But but none of them take away from each other. Like they're all powerful in their like even Meryl Streep. Like they're all powerful in their own being. Like Zoe Kravitz. Like she's not lost. Like she's up there with the big dogs. Exactly, exactly, and it's just the way that they really, like, it's, it's easy for us as the viewers to be like, oh, these are famous people who are, like, bigger than some, right? But then the the greatness of the show is just, like, they're all in an equal playing field, you know? And they're just there to complement each other, and it's such, it's, it was like, it was like the theater almost, you know what I mean? Because obviously it's acting, but, you know, it's just... It was like watching like a game of chess or something. It was so nice to watch. It was so good. They were so awesome. I miss that show. I miss it too. But again, we already know if they make a third season, we're gonna eat. We're gonna watch it. HBO does not disappoint. Every show that I've ever seen on HBO, beautiful, amazing. Exactly. I have like dreams of like becoming like a TV writer. You know, like writing for TV shows and stuff, and like doing my own TV projects and movies and stuff. And my goal. Or my dream for that is just to have that Sunday night That's slot on long. HBO, yes. like That's that okay. hour, that hour, that hour long slot on the Sunday night. That's my dream, honestly. Yes, I agree. I, yeah, I would love to be like a fucking like I would do anything to be on each like a set like assist with makeup, photography, just to be just to like watch the magic happen. As corny as that sounds, would be fucking. Yeah. Exactly, but like we have to stay corny, sis, because otherwise our dreams, how else are they going to happen, you know? 
But yeah, definitely, definitely. We, we can't wait until we run in, run into each other on set or something like that. On se- on season what? Like season 10 of Euphoria or something oh, like that. Yeah. I your podcast, remember? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Can't wait. Oh, and you've probably already seen this. Like they announced new episodes of Euphoria. Like yeah, a new was- one. A new one is coming out in early December. I'm getting my pop off things like in my head, and I was like, I'm gonna bring this up. I'm gonna bring this up. You get it. You you get you. You're ready. You're ready. Anyhow, so I just love because for me, I think we're all we've gotten accustomed accustomed to like the idea of TV seasons being released like all in one bunch. You know, like yeah. whether it be on streaming services and we can binge it all, but like the weekly week by week releases. But I love how Euphoria just said like, "Fuck you." We're not going to drop a whole season. We're not going to drop a season by season, like week by week. We're just going to give you like two episodes, like as a, as a treat, as a treat, you know? I heard, I heard that they're doing that because they, they don't think that they're going to start the next, the next season's not going to come until 2022. Yeah. Cause miss COVID, right? The COVID. Yeah. So they're kind of like, you know what? We'll throw you a bone. Exactly. But like, I've heard a lot of shows that have been like slow in production because of covid or they have been outright canceled like for example glow on netflix got canceled and i'm so mad about it because that's honestly god one of the best tv shows period i have ever watched that pilot this pilot episode of glow hands down some of the best writing i've ever watched in my life i gotta watch it because you said that i haven't i haven't seen it at all i'm like like, eh. but i trust your opinion so maybe i'll, I'll give it a shot yeah, like, there's some, it's like an ensemble cast, you know, and it's like, sometimes it's like, eh, but I feel like the progression is really worth it, and it's worth watching. It's one of those shows where it's, like, reminiscent of, like, one of those CW shows I would watch in high school, and I don't mean that in, like, a, it's like, it's not Gossip Girl, <laughs> I know how, it's not Gossip Girl, even though Gossip Girl, like, it does what it does, but you know what I mean, it's not Riverdale is what I'm trying to say, and, like, it's very good and the cast is amazing i just highly recommend it it's like and i think i call it back to high school it's just one of those shows it'd be it was like the fosters you know or it was like buffy the vampire slayer exactly the fosters bro exactly i i finished the fosters like a while after it aired it finished because i had i had to wait until it was on netflix and I just felt, I felt, like, empty after I finished it. Because I was like, I watched this from Bro. high school. Like, beginning of high school to end of high school. Dude, that was how Noah Centineo got famous. He was, like, a fucking nobody. Remember, they, like, they replaced the original character. People were like, this is bullshit. And then everyone's like, oh, wait, we kind of like Noah Centineo. I don't, I don't know her. I refuse to know Miss Centineo. Bro, you, not, yeah, he's kind of a bozo. He's such, he's... What's that word? Himbo? Do you know what a himbo is? I don't know. A, a handsome bimbo. Something like that. <laughs> it's internet slang, I think. But yeah, to me, he's just like, he's just fodder for the locals, if that makes sense, you know? But yeah, I don't know. I liked him in that that, that, that corny movie on Netflix, The Tall the Boys I Loved Before. Ooh, yeah, I read the book. I like that. I like that. That was a good one. Well, he's very much that, like, you know, teen heartthrob type of thing like the guy next door exactly that i wouldn't open the door to but go off but then he looks up but he looks ugly now kind of bruh like he he hit his peak and now it's all gone bruh like no no shade but like i've often referred to him i've often described to him as like 
a piece of like cracked cement. <laughs> no tea, no shade. Hey, you kind of look like um, a piece of cracked cement. Exactly. That's why I said <laughs> it. I'm just kidding. A full shade intended. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And I just feel like, again, these Euphoria episodes, they're going to keep us fed. They're going to keep us, like, for hibernation, because they get released early December. We're going to go and hibernate, but these episodes are going to keep us warm. I'm so excited. I have, I'm just scared that, like, with the hype that the show has gotten, you know, sometimes that happens and they come out with the season two and you're just like, ooh, like, it just can't compare to season one, you know? And it's, like, bad. Like, I just hope that, exactly but i feel like euphoria is one of those shows where like its popularity popularity allows its creators to not like to basically do whatever they want they don't have to like worry about meeting expectations because it's still going to be popular regardless you know yeah yeah bro how did you feel how do you feel about okay i remember i was gonna ask about nate the character nate and I remember when the air when the show was airing last summer, I had a tweet where it was like, "Y'all watching uh, Euphoria?" It was like, "Quote, OMG glitter, yes, mama, eye makeup, yeah." <laughs> and then the next part was like me watching Euphoria. Nate is the manifestation of white supremacy and toxic masculinity that happens when like you're internalizing homophobia and project it yeah. onto other people. And so for me, it was that spectrum of like. It's a very deep show, but also people are just like the aesthetic, you know. So I'm wondering, like, what you think of like the aesthetic of it all, but also like, it's like deepness. Um, I love the show. I love the makeup. I follow the makeup person who like did the whole show on Instagram, and I think it was like I feel like that show, like makeup wise, was kind of like revolutionary in a sense because everyone was doing like colorful looks and like really having fun with their makeup. But yes, aesthetically pleasing. The show is really pretty. Like I love all the storylines. And with Nate, um, I think it. I don't think it's bad because they're showing you on like how do I put this? Like they're choosing to show us that. Like yeah, he's white supremacist. Like whatever toxic masculinity. But like they're showing you that so you like not em- almost like empathize with the character, but like also understand where people can come from. But it's just important to show that too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I also don't think it's that deep like it's just a show mm-hmm. like you know what i mean like people can kind of like uh like this is bad and i'm like guys it's it's just a show like it's not like people and, and it's sad because people feel like that like so you have to show it mm-hmm. you know? yeah exactly exactly and i wasn't suggesting to like oh my gosh shame on euphoria for showing that of course not because i feel like a narrative is a narrative story is story and it, it is as you said a tv show but on it was just like I was just wondering if like did other people catch that or are they just here oh, for yeah. like the fashion, you know what I mean? No, but yeah, no, definitely. I, um I was in last semester at a class about like you know those I think it was like something like we had to analyze like oh analyzing media and like advertisements. Mm-hmm. And then the last the last assignment, like we picked like a movie to analyze or like a TV show and it was someone did that scene in Euphoria where like you remember that scene where he like bashes his head on the wall? Yes. Like, on the floor like someone analyze that so yeah definitely people notice i just i think it's important to shed light on stuff like that i agree and i ha- i know something else that nate can bash his head against into <laughs> chili so hot dude he's so oh. hot he's like what six foot six or something so tall yeah. 
But you know what I will say? Who got? I feel like I don't know if he got love, but like my favorite person, like fuck Nate. I love the guy. I forget not Evan. Evan, right? The guy who was dating Cat, like who who liked Cat. Oh Evan. yeah, I have a crush on that him too. Fun. I have a fucking fact. Like that man, Timothy Chalamet, are like my two like men that I like right now. Yeah, yeah, I have I have a full on chode for him. <laughs> I'm joking, yeah. but yeah, he's <laughs> such. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just. I don't even I don't even agree with what I said, but like I just wanted to use the word chode. <laughs> but like I just agree with you because he was such a like his character was so kind and all he wanted was he gen and he's hot. Like period. Like he is hot. Like, like fuck his kindness, like just fuck him. Like he's very hot. And yeah, I just really like he was a very a good character. But you're right. He deserves as much attention as Nate got. I feel like I feel like we could literally talk about Euphoria for hours. It's like the same. Like it's just, oh, it's so bro. Like we could do that and then like make our own Euphoria podcast where like we do it honestly, sis. Because there's <laughs> there's so much to there's dissect. So much to dissect. Literally. So much you, to you dissect. You have to dissect every character like Rue, Cassie, like all of them. Exactly. And speaking of Rue, who's played by Zendaya, like shout out for her for, for winning an Emmy for uh-huh. best. Uh, leading act- actress in a dramatic role because you wouldn't think, you know, you wouldn't think she would win because it was just like how the Emmys like play or like the institutional like way it has been, but like she did it. Especially coming from a Disney, from Disney Channel. Exactly, exactly. And I just feel like she's one of those people who's like went from child star and who's actually here for the for the long run you know she's yeah, like what 22 23 something like that in her early 20s and she's gonna be here for a long time and like she's able to like you can really like she's not like stuck in a role like i feel like sometimes those disney people get really like you can't it's hard to see them in a movie like that's so raven like raven simone like it's almost like no like that's raven like it's almost hard for someone to jump out of that and be like i'm someone new like that's what I love about Timothy Chalamet. Like, he totally could have been, like, no, he's the Call Me By Your Name guy. But he was able to be, like, he was in, like, what's that movie? He was in, um... Beautiful Boy? He was, um, yeah, Beautiful Boy. I love that movie. And, um, Little Women, like... Lady Bird. Like, Lady Bird, yeah, like, oh, I love all those movies. Same, so same, same, same. I think, I think Little Women was one of the last movies I saw in theaters, I believe. Same. Literally, me too. I came home from vacate like from winter break last year, and I went to look at the theater, and it was so good. And I had never seen any of the Little Women or read the books, and it was really good. Me neither. It was a really good movie. It, like you lose yourself in it because you know the seasons change, the the years advance, and it's literally you like grow with them in a sense. Fun fact: I saw two movies that day. I went to go see Little Women. I saw Little Women, and then I saw Uncut Gems. <laughs> Did you watch it? No, I heard it was really bad, though. I hated it. Yeah. Because it was just, like, it's one of those movies for, like, the bros, you know? Because there was a basketball, one of the characters was a basketball player, and it was very much, like, adrenaline pumping the whole semester. And it was one of those movies where, it's like, it's it's for it's, it's for the bros, you know? And yeah, I didn't my, really like, care for it. Yeah, like, my sister, who, like, also has, like, a movie blog, like, also like me is really passionate about movies and stuff and like tv shows and she was like that movie sucked like and i i'm a huge like adam sandler stan like a lot of people hate him but i've always liked him since i was a kid and i heard that movie was really awful 
Yeah. Just like, people were like, oh, he deserves to get an Oscar nomination for it. And I'm like, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. I don't know about that. Did you have you seen that one Adam Sandler movie on Netflix? It was called The Meyerowitzes or something like that. I'm a I'm a I'm an Adam Sandler stand for like his classics. Like I feel like his like new like blended or like that's my boy. Like they're just kind of like bad. Like mm-hmm. kind of lost his touch. Like it makes me really sad. <laughs> yeah, cause um, cause this movie you I think do you know Noah Baumbach? Yeah, sounds familiar. I, that's like, Greta, I, um. Greta Gerwig's husband, who's also a screenwriter and movie director. For example, he wrote and directed A Marriage Story, and he wrote The Meyerowitzes, which, like, um, Adam Sandler in. It's like a family drama, but it's very funny. It's funny. But, yeah, bruh, I'm also for you on the classic Adam Sandler thing. Bruh, Click? Are you? Do you like Click? Yes, it's good. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do like Click, but... I like we gotta talk about like Billy Madison, like Happy Gilmore, like that classic, like you know, mm. like Click is almost like Click is where he's about to like go bad. <laughs> like he goes like he goes like it's just bad after Click. Like I like Click, but after that his movies get kind of like. Ooh, Bruh, but but what about Jack and Jill? That movie's. So, I thought it was. I thought it was camp. It was camp. Oh, oh my god, that movie's so bad. <laughs> it was camp, Bella. It was camp. Oh, I don't like that movie. I just think it's. I think bad things can be good, you know. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't like that movie. Like I'm, I'm telling, I'm like a movie snob. Like I'm like, mm, no. Exactly, I agree with you because I'm very like. For 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 those of you who don't know, I'm a writer. I'm a writer, and I feel yeah. like, uh, and I feel like, if if and when I go to, into like grad school or whatever, my dissertation or whatnot, it's gonna be on like. What people's interests in like matters like you know like in terms of pop culture like for example i'm very if someone doesn't like the same things i do i'm very much like like a line is drawn i guess a lot about a person like like what kind of like shows and like you're that sounds so snobby but it does it does it really does like you can tell a lot from a person by what they watch yeah, for like an example to give, like if like in college, whenever I would meet someone like on the first week of school in class, and we were talking about TV or something, and they, whenever they would say, like, "Oh, I watch Grey's Anatomy." Bye. Bye. <laughs> it's, like, it's like saying like, "What's your favorite TV show?" The Office. It's like the same, like it's like this. Bye. Bad, but like, come on, bro. This this girl from high school I know, and her boyfriend dressed up as Dwight and Angela, and I was just like, in twenty twenty. Twenty, yeah, like we're still, we're still about this. Yeah. This is who we are as a country. (laughs) (laughs) I feel the same way. Like you're doing nothing about class. Like, um, I like I'm single. Like my Tinder bio. Like, I don't have it anymore, but it used to be, um, what's your favorite movie? And, like, guys would reply and be like, Godfather, Pulp Fiction. I'm like, that's your favorite? Like, out of everything in the world, it's Pulp Fiction or Godfather? Like, they would give such generic, boring answers. And that's, like, an automatic, like, unmatch for me. Exactly. I'm pretty sure some of those guys now would say, like, freaking The Joker or, like... Oh. That movie's, that movie's so bad. But I didn't watch it because I was completely so against bad. it. But my brother, 
and my sister went to go watch it, and the my brother, he said like it tried too hard, and I was like, I wanted my okay. money back. Exactly. Me and Noah went to go see that at the fucking that theater by that station right by our campus. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And we went to go see, and we we're both like, we both kept looking at each other, and we're like. People like this like we thought it was so bad exactly but yeah i don't know that's why that's why straight men are sus to me sis straight propaganda that's what that was <laughs> oh, yeah I, I think it's just because i'm not a fan of anything that makes cishet men feel seen does that make sense you've seen think... yourselves enough you don't need to see yourself <laughs> anymore but like my thing is like Heath Ledger's dead, and like he was an amazing Joker, and then that's who he got left with. Like, don't forget like, Jared Leto. Yeah, like I never saw. Oh yeah, that was awful too. What am I talking about? That mm. was, Suicide Squad was literally garbage. Um, but like, um, like I love fucking Phoenix, but that, I don't think that I don't know that was just like bad. I don't fucking know because you speak to some people, and some people are like that is like the best thing I've ever seen, and some people are like it's like I feel like you're not in the middle with that movie. It's like you either love it or you hate it. Exactly, exactly. But yet, somehow, Joaquin Phoenix still won the Oscar for it, I guess. I yeah, guess. I mean, I mean, he was, I guess because he was, he was able to, like, depict someone who had, like, mental health and, like, mm-hmm. he was skinny. Like, he, like, he did, like, I, like, he's a good actor. Like, I'm not blaming him, you know? So, I, I, I get that, I guess. Mm-hmm, exactly. He, he got a check, though. He got a check. He did it. And I just feel like, going back to it, like, as you said, like, Whenever some when a guy was like, "What are your favorite movies?" and they said like Pulp Fiction or like The Godfather, like what what are your some of your favorite movies? Would you say? Um, I love when I love this question. Um, I'm gonna. Have you ever seen Ghost World with Thora Birch and Scarlett Johansson? No. Okay, well that's like one of my top favorite movies, Ghost World. And every time I say it to a guy, they're like, "Oh, is it like some spooky story?" And I'm like, "No, it's not at all." But I, you like movies, I definitely recommend that for you. I love Ghost World. I love Whiplash. People, that could be kind of like, eh, like whatever. Um, Whiplash is really good. Like, I feel like, I feel like that was like, I feel like as cheesy as it is, that that was like a cultural reset in terms of movies, I feel like. Because it was like physical, it was physical, but also like mentally like aware. I, I liked it. It was very different. Like, it's something we'd never seen before. I love that movie. I don't know if you ever saw Sofia Coppola's Marie Antoinette. I watched it like recently, and I got Fernando to watch it too, and he loved it. I, I think he said, that movie. "I think he said after watching it that it was one of his favorite movies ever." Yeah. Now I really like it too. I'm a Sofia Coppola stan. I'm sorry yeah, to same. say it. She's she's my number one favorite director. I'm I'm same. sorry to now. I'm sorry for the haters who don't like her. Cause but like. Yeah, what was I gonna say? It was just very good. There's this one scene in Marie Antoinette where she's like uh, Kirsten Dunst, who I'm also a stan of. I love her Same. so much. One of my favorite yeah. actresses of all time. And she, she's, she plays Marie Antoinette, and she's running down this like long corridor. And then what happened? By the Strokes starts playing, and I love that song so much oh, because of that song. So Such too. a soundtrack, amazing, amazing oh, soundtrack. I love that movie. Um, I but then I also like like. Um, like, have you ever seen Mallrats by Kevin? Not Kevin Bacon. Um, oh my God, I'm blanking on the director. But Mallrats, oh my God, I'm literally blanking. Mallrats. Like he's he's the same guy who did like Chasing Amy and like 
Oh my god, it's not Kevin Lee, like... Ben Affleck? No. I mean, he's in those movies, but no. I watched Chasing uh, Amy for the first time ever last week, and I fully cried. That's like my least... Oh, Kevin Smith. That's Kevin Smith, movie. he's in that movie. For, he, yeah. for a little bit. Yeah, he's the director of all those movies. Um, I love... I love Mallrats. Grew up on that. Have you ever seen Kids? The movie Kids? No, but Chloe Sevigny is in it, right? Yes. I've been meaning to watch it for such a long time. The same guy who did the movie Carmen Corinne, uh, he did Gummo. Um, I don't know if you ever saw that one. That one's a little. No, I haven't yet. I was like, oh, Carmen Jones. Um, I love. I, what else do I love? Um, Jawbreaker, like those kind of classics too, like Jawbreaker, Heather's, Beetlejuice, like Goonies, um, Little Women, Call Me by Your Name. Ugh. I love the Indiana Jones movies. Which is they really go weird. hard. They go really <laughs> hard. They go hard. They really good. One of my friends, um, yesterday he posted that he was watching Jawbreaker, and I was like, and the day before that he was watching Heather's for the first time, and so like I haven't seen Jawbreaker yet, but I've oh been wanting God, to watch it. I want to watch it because Rose McGowan, obviously iconic, so and then bruh, another woman I stand, Judy Greer. What is she in? She's like in I everything. Have you saw her face? She plays the the enemy, the nemesis in Thirteen Going on Thirty. Oh yes, Judy Greer. Okay, yeah. She's I st- she's in everything. She's that like one girl that you yeah, know. She's uh, never the main girl. I saw like a, a meme about that. She's never the main person, but yeah, going off that, I was, like I love Thirteen. Like so, like I have like categories. Like I like like cheesy movies like that I grew up with, like Freaky Friday and like mm-hmm. My Teenage Drama Queen. Like, but I'm not gonna tell someone like that's my favorite. Cause exactly. Not, like, you know, but. I love Royal Tenenbaums. Any Wes Anderson. I watched that movie for the first time ever last week, uh, bruh. So you're naming. You're literally naming my recently watched right now. Um, <laughs> uh, I love Before Sunrise, Before Sunset. I watched those for the first time like a month ago, oh, bruh. Oh, those movies make me cry. Bruh, Every which time. one's your favorite of the three? Uh, the middle one. I think it's Before Sunset. Me too. The- yeah, that one's my favorite. Oh, like I don't. She's like I literally have like. A quote like saved on my phone like you remember when they're like i think they're like walking by the water it's literally in my favorites folder where she says when you're young you believe there will be many people you connect with later in life you realize it only happens a few times like that's so fucking true that movie make literally it's just oh bro that and spoiler alert that ending scene where like they're in her apartment and she's like dancing to like nina simone or something and then she's like She's like, you're going to miss that plane. And then he looks at her and he's like, I know. Oh. And then it just ends. I want to love like that. Um, exactly. I, also, he's problematic, but I love a good Woody Allen film. I love Midnight in Paris. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Is, it that, um, is that the one with Owen Wilson? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a big um, fan of Annie Hall. Have you seen that one? I need to see that one. That's on my list. And like, also Manhattan. Which is also by Woody Allen and stars Diane Keaton. Like, very good. Like, pairing. Like, a good pair. They came out at the same time. Um, but yeah, like, I can go on. Bitch, you named, you named, bitch, you sound like the Criterion Collection right now. You named, like, a good, you named a good plethora amount. Yeah, of, like, Virgin Suicides, Can't Hardly Wait, Wedding Singer, like, all the, like, I just love an array, like fucking Brokeback Mountain, hello. I love that movie. Classic, like, oh. Bruh, Anne Hathaway in that movie, you forget so that she's bad. in it, 
And then, I know. and then you have Michelle Williams, who again, so hot, so hot, too. an amazing actress. She's one of the best. I feel like she's criminally underrated, even though she wins awards and stuff. Yeah, I feel like, like people the... don't take her for no. Her. Exactly. <laughs> there's I love Brokeback Mountain, just like start to finish. But like there's just one scene where Michelle Car- Michelle Williams's character, who plays Heath Ledger's wife, she's like, "You don't go up there to fish <laughs> or something." Uh-huh. <laughs> Like you never bring back any fish. Oh, I love that movie. It's so Uh, good. Yeah, what are some of your favorites? Well, I've always been a fan of movies because, like, I remember like 2009, 2010, like always watching award season. Like, I always always watch the Oscars and stuff. I remember one time one of my one of our relatives passed away, and we were gonna go to like a cousin's house to like do the prayer thing for like a week. And I was like, I don't want to go. I want to watch the Oscars. And I fully <laughs> cried. But I got to see Penelope Cruz won an Oscar. And then I left. But yeah, anyways. One of my favorite movies. Like, I've had this... Well, recently my favorite movies. My Holy Trinity. My modern Holy Trinity. Moonlight. Lady Bird. And Call Me By Your Name. Those are like the Holy Trinity. Because I saw different versions of myself in each of those movies and so i was just like wow but yeah that's modern but lost in translation with i I love that movie i'm so sorry i love sophia cabo but that movie i can't get behind that movie but it's my all-time favorite i hate to say it it's my it's my number one i'm sorry (laughs) it's my number one scarlett johansson bill murray i is my number one i'm sorry to say it what other movies do i love do I have a shelf? What do I have on my shelf? I was like, I love a good John Waters film, Hairspray. Hairspray. I love Hairspray. I love the classic, sa- not the Zac Efron version. I think they they're both Don't good. Don't say it. No, I thought you were gonna say the Zac Efron one's better. No, it's not better. Of course, it's not better. John Waters is an icon. No one can touch him. But I remember going to go see the Zac Efron Hairspray in theaters with my mom and my sister, and we were just like. It's camp. That is truly camp. That's, yeah, it is. Another movie I love is The Silence of the Lambs with like Jodie Foster and Anthony Hopkins. Aaron Brockovich. Do you know Aaron Brockovich? I need to see. Those are like classics that I need. Like I haven't seen Moonlight and I know I need to see that. I haven't seen Aaron Brockovich. I need to add these to my list. Yeah, so, definitely. I, I recommend it. And what other movies? I really like American Beauty. Yeah, I love that movie. That, that plot twist at the end. When I'm, I watched... I watched my I watched that class. We had to watch it in one of my philosophy classes, my first semester as of state, and I literally sat in the back on purpose so I could watch all the straight guys react to that ending. Literally goop. They were literally cringing in their seats. They bruh, they were physically uncomfortable. Their faces like recoiled, bruh. <laughs> I love my philosophy professor for that. But what other movies? Oh, Y Tu Mama, ta- tu, y tu oh, Mama Tambien. That one. That really good. I have a I have a thing of VHSs right here, and so I'm just naming them. Bro, Moonstruck. Have you watched Moonstruck? Have you watched no, Moonstruck? Cher, right? Yeah. She won an Oscar for it. It was really good. Have you watched um, Muriel's Wedding? It was Tony Collette. Do you know Tony Collette? I'm not good with names. I have to Google it. I'm good with faces. I'm not good with names. She's the mom in Hereditary. Okay, yeah. See, I know. Mm-hmm. Really good. It was from the 90s. It was good. But also just classic classes like Breakfast at Tiffany's. 
How can you behind that movie? I've seen it. I don't. I don't get the hype behind. It. I, I just get the hype behind that movie at all. I just. It's I not just. A bad movie. I know. I know what you mean. Yeah. And I just. I just see. A, I just want to be that bitch in a big city. You know. I just want to. Yeah, I, I just want to be that. I'm just. I just want to be Carrie Bradshaw, but like queer <laughs> and brown and six foot three. Cool. You know. But yeah, I can go on and on. There's so many good movies. Yeah, literally can go on and on. Like, bring it on. A classic. I watched that for the first time. What the fuck? Election the Day. I watched that two days ago. Because I was like, this movie's... I literally was like, watching Bring It On for the first time is the most American thing I can do. Yeah, I Second to voting. I can't believe you barely saw that. That's yeah i don't know i don't know what's wrong with me but like that movie is all about like race relations if you think about it very much that it's almost bro that um that cliff i think is his name uh, so hot so hot so hot. he was wearing uh, the clash t-shirt yeah, like, the first like, scene she's like is that your band is that your band She's like babe no babe no but and then there's this one scene in the car with like the four of them and that the new girl she asked the gay guy and she's like yeah. are you telling me you're you speak fag and she's yeah. all like yeah i'm fluent <laughs> yeah well i mean back in the day you know that was back in the day man yeah and I, i'm like i'm like i, I personally funny. think like yeah i don't know i think it was worth saying fag that line is iconic i, yeah, I have I, no i have no burden against it yeah, but honestly, so many good movies, and I hope all our listeners check out all the ones we named because we we gave you your list. This is yeah, your homework. Know, go do it. Some of them are a little like obviously you're not gonna go watch domestic. That's just like those are just like my guilty pleasure movies. Exactly, and there's yeah. nothing wrong with th- that because I feel like we all have those movies. For me, that movie is something like I want to say, freaking, like Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, like. A classic. Exactly, exactly. Oh, another movie I forgot to mention, which is like one of my all-time favorites, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I don't know how I've never seen this movie. I've only seen tidbits. That is on my list. I need to, I need to make my own list now, too. Bruh. I don't know why I haven't seen it. I know it's supposed to be amazing. It's amazing. Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet. Kirsten Dunst is also in it. Mark, Mark Ruffalo is also in it. Elijah Wood is in it. And so it's very good. It's very good. One of my favorite movies. Just one of my favorite screenplays. Like the writing in it is amazing. It won the Oscar for best screenplay, I believe, that year. Uh, yeah, um, but I really love it. Yeah, my last favorite movie that I forgot to say too, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof with Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, I love that movie. It? I've oh, seen it. Bruh, in high school, I got into those like types of like Turner Classic Movies type of yeah. thing. I got into it, so I watched all the classics like that one. I really love it. Paul Newman. Paul Newman. He's Chef's so kiss. hot. Chef's he was kiss. That, he was. I love. Like he was. He was gay in that movie. He was yeah. gay in that movie. Definitely. Definitely. But remember, they were hiding it. Like he was like. Eh. Exactly, and like the, the his daddy issues. I'm like, that's inherently yeah. gay, if you ask I'm me. Like, yeah, and Brett, and wasn't Tennessee Williams like a fag? Too. Yeah, he was like the fag apparently. Yeah. Have you seen a streetcar named Desire? No, it's on my list too. It's very good. It's very good. All those so so much good movies from like the sixties and seventies and fifties. Romeo and Ju- Romeo and Juliet, the Baz Luhrmann version. 
amazing also. Come on, Claire Danes and Leonardo DiCaprio. I love a Claire Danes stand, and also Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio stands. I was a kid also. As we all should be. Bruh, how do you feel about Titanic? I love Titanic. I Titanic. love that. Bruh, my dad had the, like, two big-ass VHS tapes. VHS tapes? VHS. VHS. And then I would literally, like, he would, like, put it, like, in his drawer. And then I would, like, go and pull it out and watch it. Because it's such a big, gigantic event, you know? And my favorite scene, I always say this, is that scene towards the end where, like, she's they're putting her on the they're putting Kate Winslet's oh. character on the boat to go down and then Jack is on top of it and then like she jumps back on the ship and they run back to each other that's my favorite scene of the whole movie I always get emotional yeah, it's so sad do you think do you think she died at the end no people say she died because when she goes the to old sleep person? yeah the old person oh yeah she died yeah she died yeah obviously Obviously, and so that one scene after that, where like she goes back in the ship and they're all there, and the music starts playing. Oh, I don't even want to think about that. That movie makes me too depressed. <laughs> I watched it the other day with my brother, just because it was on TV. We just watched the last two hours and we're like, okay. Uh, that's like the worst. The last two hours are the worst. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. Bad happens. Exactly. Exactly. It was so bad. I mean, emotionally bad. It's always good to watch. But yeah, Titanic did that. We love it. Okay, so now I'm gonna we're gonna get into our pop off segment. Okay, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, cause I'm still thinking about mine, cause I feel like we okay. have so much shit to choose from. So pop I'm gonna off. let can you go, go first. first, huh? Um, can I go first? Yeah, I'm gonna let you go first. I'm gonna let you go first. Okay, so. Hmm? Type fidelity. No, keep going. What? No, I was just gonna say what were you saying? I couldn't hear what. High fidelity. The TV show. High okay, fidelity. go off. Go off. Pop off. Cancelled. I am so mad, you guys. After one season, Zoe Kravitz, it's based on the movie, but like, so the movie is John Cusack, so now the TV show is from a woman's perspective. It's so good. I'm just, I'm just sad that they canceled. Have you seen it? I did. I watched it, I want to say back in June. I, lo- I loved it. I love the styling, the soundtrack, like her going through like, like the, the show is basically her going through like five exes and like the biggest heartbreak she's gone through and like, oh, I just really like that. I just, that was my pop-off moment that I really wanted to say. Yeah, because I agree with you because it got canceled. And I don't know bullshit. if you remember this. Huh? It's bullshit. It's complete bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. yeah, And I don't know if you remember this, but I think back when we were still in San Francisco, we we were at Fern's place, Fernando's place, and we were talking about High Fidelity. And I said something like, oh, I don't like a Zoe Kravitz or something like that. And then you, you came at me like, what? Why? And so I was like, I don't I know. I know. But then, like, I, like, regretted saying that because once I actually watched the show, I was like, this is amazing. Because we were talking yeah, about that show good. specifically. And I was like, oh, I haven't seen it yet because I don't like Zoe Kravitz. But then after I watched it, I was like, damn, Bella was right. And so, yeah, <laughs> I really, I'm really mad that they canceled it. And the soundtrack was amazing. All the characters were amazing. I heard, I saw reports that, that the... Uh, supporting character, the one who wanted to make her own band, that the second season was going to be, like, focused on her a little bit more. Oh, um... I can't remember her name, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but it was a really good show. I agree with you. And also, fun fact, I recently recently watched High Fidelity, the movie, for the first time a few weeks ago. 
And the movie, I like the movie, but the fucking TV show is way better in my opinion. I personally think the show is better, honestly. I yeah. love the show. So another another white woman I stand <laughs> is Joan Cusack. Do you know who that is? Joan? That's, no. Not John. It's, it's Joan. She did the voice of Jesse in Toy Story 2. She's very... Yes. She was in School of Rock. She was in School of Rock. She uh, she did the voice of the duck from Chicken Little. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I watched Chicken Little yesterday. Because it, it, yesterday was the 15th anniversary of Chicken Little. Because <laughs> it's on Netflix. And so I love that movie. That movie was very important to me when it came out. But I love that movie. But I saw this one tweet and it went viral. And it was a picture of the duck from Chicken Little. And the caption was like, I'm trying, I want to smoke with her. And it got like thousands. <laughs> I, I, I got thousands. <laughs> and so yeah, bro, animated movies. Okay, I think that's gonna be my pop off. Are you ready? Animated movies, yeah. Go yeah, ahead. pop off. And Anim- animated movies are underrated, bro. The three films that radical radicalized me as a kid were Chicken Little, Chicken Run, <laughs> and Flushed Away. Do you know Flushed Away? Oh, I love Flushed Away. The, that movie gets no love. That, that gets no, no love. love. I wa- it was on the TV yesterday, and I just like was reminded of it, which is why I'm saying it right now. Those three movies, so good. I would add in like Wallace and Gromit and The Cursed Rabbit, you know? Like, oh, the, all these animated movies get undersold, because I feel like there's still this stigma in 2020 of like, animated movies aren't even all that. But bitch, once you open, once you realize that includes anime films... Throw in Spirited Away. Throw in Perfect Blue. I've never seen any of those movies. You know, throw in a freaking Howl's Moving Castle. That movie, bitch, I wanted to live in a castle, bitch, the fuck. It was really good, but yeah, anim- animated movies get undersold. And I'm not just talking about... I'm talking about all the ones that aren't Pixar and Disney. Like, obviously, you know? Like, all the other ones. But yeah, animated movies get undersold. Because I feel like because they're animated... They allow us to further, as viewers, right, to like further suspend our belief, you know, in reality, because it's more like of an adventure. Because we know it's not real life, because they don't look like us per se, right? But then it's like it's that childlike wonder of like, what is this, you know? Yeah, I'm like, I feel bad because I've never been like a big animated person, like. As a child, like, I never watched any of those. I never, I literally only saw Toy Story, like, last year for the first time. I'd never seen it. But, like, for a, for a long time, I was really against Disney movies. Because I just don't like these movies. Like, you guys all sing. Like, Lion King, I fucking hate that movie. People might, I get so much hate whenever I say that. But I'm just like, I don't like Cars and Nemo. Like, I'm not into that. Yeah, so, I don't like Cars either. But, like, to me, the, like, the original movies, like, for example... Beauty and the Beast, Pocahontas, Mulan. Mulan is my all-time favorite. The animated Mulan. I love it. I'm sorry. Bruh, Shang? <laughs> not even Shang? I don't like that movie. Oh, wow. I'm telling you, I'm not into anime. I'm not into that. Okay, no worries. No worries. But, like, I, the live-action Mulan came out earlier this year. And I had this one tweet but that I didn't tweet out. Whereas I was like, oh, as a kid, my favorite animated movie was Mulan. Because I wanted Shang to fuck me, and yeah. then as a and then as a teenager, Mulan was still my favorite movie because I still wanted Shang to fuck me. And I now, as a college, and now as an adult, it's still my favorite movie because I still want Shang to fuck me. <laughs> yeah, I think Noah. I think Noah was 
Noah was like, please go see Mulan with me. I'm like, nope, I will not go see that fucking movie. I refuse. Noah, I would have gone with you happily, but that's the thing, though, with, like, Mulan. I heard it was, like, not good. I heard it wasn't good. I heard bad things about it. Are you only supposed to do one pop-off, or can you do multiple pop-offs? I mean, go off. Why not? Because I feel like they're all connected in a way, even though they don't have to be connected. But like, if something goes pops up, like, go ahead, go off, pop off. Pop off. Have you seen Lovecraft County on HBO? I, I've watched, like, the first pop two, three episodes. Off. Oh, it's so good, you guys. If you're into sci-fi, the best, one of the, my favorite shows that's come out this year definitely has to be Lovecraft County. So fucking good. It was. It's really good from what I've seen. There's been a lot of discourse about it. Cause some people say it's really good, really? but then other people are saying it's like bad. Apparently, oh. I don't know. But I, cause it's because I follow like critics and stuff. You know who get paid to write about it. But it's really good. It's really like visually. It's a visual feast. The cast is amazing. Bro, that house, ep- the haunted house episode with all the ghosts. Scary. I was scared. I was. I and then the last episode I saw was that one where like that woman has to drink that thing before like shedding her skin or something yeah that was so fucking cool that was really and it's really i love that show because it's very like now like it has to do a lot with like like black and white like how how badly african americans are treated then and now still and like it was so sad when she takes that thing like so when she takes this poison not this poison guys is this spell she becomes a white person and she's like so happy when she's this white person like people are nice to her and like in her real, her real life she's a black a black woman so but that movie i don't know i'm so into that show i'm like that was i'm so into it, it yeah it was really good it, that was a good episode and it's like as you said like it touches on like how black people are treated in america still or like around the world but it's like bro it's like racism which is already horrible but then you add like magic and like yes. aliens yes, yes. bro oh, i re- anyone who likes sci-fi have you seen raised by wolves i haven't oh my god you have to see that too that's another sci-fi show it's really fucking freaky too you gotta see it bitch have you watched watchmen no i want to see that it's it's i heard it's really good it's perfect i believe <laughs> bro it's like it's like it's it has the themes of lovecraft country Co- county my bad but like on steroids bro it's like it's like biblical i want to say it's very good the cast regina king regina king you know she's amazing <laughs> i love her yeah. i highly recommend watching Watchmen. it's really good i have so many things i want to pop i'm i'm just so i guys i spent way too much time watching shows i don't know if you've seen i love hbo if you guys can't tell um have you seen that new documentary about the nexium cult i haven't no please go watch this um the girl, it was the actress from Smallville. She was in like a sex. Oh movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, it's like a whole documentary about it. It's so like I love learning about cults, and it's just it's just so interesting. Like these things that these people like made them do. Like I, like I would have to text you and be like, "Can I do this, master?" And you'd be like, "Yes, slave." And these people were like, "Yeah, I'll do it." Like they did. Uh, you gotta watch it. It's really good on HBO. I'm just like ima- I'm visualizing like a group chat, being like, "Hey, master, can yeah, I go?" Literally, <laughs> literally, like these people were like, you had to you had to ask like your master like how many calories you could eat, like a lot, like can I do this, like and then if you wouldn't like if you wouldn't like say good morning, master or good night, master, you would get punished. It's a really it was a really good like I mean it's real too. A lot of people were in this cult. 
Yeah, because I've definitely heard of it, right? But I haven't watched it yet. But I'm I'm gonna try and watch it. I'm adding it to my list. But speaking of cults, sis, we're 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 already watching a cult in action with this election. If you know what I'm I know, saying. I Oh, I never thought that I would, like, fucking live through a fucking global pandemic and an awful election. <laughs> I know, but, like, I just wanted to bring that in as, like, a full circle moment because we started talking about the election and now, yeah, we're winding down with it. But, bruh, like, I don't know. Am I going to shake my ass when Biden wins? Yes. Am I gonna? <laughs> am I going to be less critical of either administrations? Of course not. But like I feel like it's like a victory we all deserve we're gonna like like as a pause like as a like a breather you know as like uh, like okay things are like improving you know yeah but yeah I don't know but yeah we're gonna hopefully find out the results of the election soon okay. by the end of this weekend or something like that like we just want to chill. We just want to watch Euphoria, okay? Just give us Euphoria. Like, all this other <laughs> shit, we don't need it. I just want to watch Euphoria and not worry about this anymore. Exactly. That, I'm, that's, that's what we all want. <laughs> that's what we deserve. Yeah, but, like, with that being said, um, is there anything you'd want to, like, touch on or mention before we go? Anything you didn't touch on that you would like to mention? Final thoughts? Anything like that? Thank you for having me on. This was really fun. Really enjoyed it. I'm like, having a podcast is fun. Um, but yeah, I think that's everything I wanted to say. Follow me on Instagram. I'm going to plug myself. That's really cool. I was about to ask if uh, you, yeah. to give us your handle, so go ahead. Yeah, I was like, it's, it's kind of confusing, but it's cosmic underscore 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 B. So cosmic B. You can find me on Burns page, but yeah. yeah. Check out my photography. Check out my blog, millennialeyesightwordpress.com. Period. I'm, I'm going to add links to both on the uh, episode description so people can just, okay. like, click on it and go. Because we, we love to support our friends. We love to see it. We love support your artist friends, period. But, yeah, what was I going to say? Um, what was I going to say? What was I going to say? I forgot. But, yeah, I was going to say thank you for coming because I feel like we literally could have spoken for hours about, like, all the things we love and share together. Literally hours hours literally and what was i gonna say i wanted to say something else i don't know yeah just thank you for coming obviously <laughs> thank you for doing this and whatnot but yeah thank you everyone for listening but yeah have a good day guys thanks for listening bye bye hasta luego